Hi, and thanks for joining us for Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. We're a group of people in our 20s, 30s, and 40s who wanted to get together and record our gaming sessions. You're joining us now for the first official podcast with many more to follow. We'll be bringing you Adventure Podcasts, where you'll join us in our tabletop gaming session and travel along while we explore medieval fantasy worlds, vast stretches of space in sci-fi, and other genres of role-playing games. We'll also bring you Sidebar Podcasts, where we'll talk about what we like in RPGs, both as players and game masters. These Sidebar Podcasts won't include actual gameplay, but we expect to use them as a way to review the Adventure Podcast and talk about what went right, or what went wrong in our adventures. We hope that type of podcast will benefit you when thinking about your own gaming adventure. Let me go ahead and introduce myself at this time. My name is Joe, and it's in my shed where we record Adventures from the Shed. I originally set the shed up as a place to play and record music with friends, and have since expanded to recording this podcast for tabletop RPGs. The music you hear in this podcast is original and was recorded right in the same place we set up the gaming table. My RPG experience includes playing the original D&D back in 6th grade and several other game systems I played with friends while growing up. I stopped playing tabletop RPGs for many years and have since gotten back into it over the past 3 or 4 years. Since getting back into tabletop RPGs, I've also played Dungeon World, and I'm about to start up a campaign using the D6 space rules for a weekly group. I also played D&D Encounters and Pathfinder Society at a local gaming store, where I originally met all of the people that form our core group of players for Adventures from the Shed. Now let's hear from that core group of players. We'll hear a little from Mickey, then JJ, followed by Kurt, and finally, Mike. Hi everyone, so my name is Miguelina, everyone calls me Mickey for short, so I've been playing D&D for about three years now. The reason I started playing was because my husband is very much into gaming, and I was a WoW widow for about a year and a half, (laughs) and I did not like that, and then he started getting into gaming at the local store over in Asheville, and he was telling me about this, and I was like, please, come on, how geeky are you, really? So um, I tried it once, and I liked it, you know, I like the idea of becoming someone else for a night. I've only played 4th edition D&D. I like the fact that I have a character sheet and it lists the things that I can do. But I really enjoy the the character interactions and the roleplay the most. Um, So I'm married to James. We have one fur baby. Her name's Boomer. And that's pretty much it. My name is James Stevens. Uh, I go by JJ. Uh, I've been playing since 2004. I uh, started playing right after high school. Um, I found some co-workers and other um, people from college that I played with inside of the game. And we've played D&D primarily. Um, we did some alternatives, some rifts, some um, vampire. I've even LARPed. That was always interesting. Um, I've done primarily um, 3.5. I uh, played that for eight years. So I owned all the books and I was... Uh, I was always a min-maxer in 3.5. I, I did it in 4.0 to learn how to break the game, so I knew yeah. what not to do. I played 4th edition. Um, that was a lot of fun. And um, I get together every now and then with some friends, and we go out to Mississippi. And uh, we play down there for a week. <laughs> hey, I'm Kurt. Kurt Schumacher. Um, super psyched to be here. I played a ton of D&D for a fairly brief period in the early to mid-80s. So I was playing you know, original basic red box, 1st edition, a little bit of 2nd edition. Literally like fourth grade under the slide on the playground with three or four other guys. Um, and we played a lot, basically theater of the mind, imagination. I mean, we, we, we cared about the rules, but not a lot. Um, and then I took a break for decades and I played a lot on, you know, a lot of computer games, played a lot of RPGs, uh, but started playing Pathfinder maybe, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago. Um, played a little Pathfinder Society, a big robot, and a, a kind of casual home game. Had a ton of fun. Started reading the books and just was looking for a game and talked to Joe and this worked out. So I'm really excited. I'm definitely going to be the least knowledgeable in terms of the rules and I'll play any character, any, any way. Um, it's going to be really fun. I'm Mike Robertson, America's Sweetheart. I, I guess I started about two years ago uh, playing at the game store as well. Did mostly the fourth edition encounters since then since the store closed really uh been playing dungeon world 
which gives you a lot more freedom with your characters. It, it doesn't seem like there's any limit to what you can do in Dungeon World. I, I'm really <laughs> awesome, and I think you all like me. Now that you've met our players, let me officially invite you to join us for the first podcast of Adventures from the Shed. We're very excited to bring you these adventures and hope you'll share with your friends. Without further delay, here we go. The following podcast may be explicit. Shedcast presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Welcome to part one of the Dungeons & Dragons starter set. I'm Joe, and I'll be the Dungeon Master while we learn the new D&D system. We begin with character introductions from Mike, Kurt, JJ, and Mickey. Enjoy the podcast. Alright, um, it is started now. Whoever would like to go first, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Um, I am playing Sir Walter Moss. Uh... He is a noble human fighter. Um, he's lawful neutral. Um, he's he's very well to do. He he's. Um, do you have another one? Uh, not that. Okay. No. Go ahead. Um, all right. Uh, very well to do. Um, he was part of a town called uh, Corlin Hill, but. Uh, sadly, his town was destroyed by a volcanic eruption. So, he is going to try to go to, uh, Faladin? Or Fandolin. And, um, return that to its previous glory in hopes that it'll be a, a nice little trading town and he'll, he'll make his, his family's legacy continue at that location um he really loves his gold and he he feels that the wealth will uh get him back to the position that he deserves uh and he also is uh, quick to flatter his his fellow uh really adventurers he is he is very supportive he he wants them all to succeed uh, as as long as he's getting his fair cut of the the cash, so uh, that is uh, Sir Walter Moss. And next we'll go on to. Let, let me just ask you. I, I want to make sure we're doing the same thing again from my notes. But Sir Walter Moss is a human fighter. Yes. Who is lawful neutral? Yes. Okay. Excellent. I'll jump in and go next. Uh, this game I will be playing Thorin Stormstriker, generally known to his close friends and compatriots as Thor. He is a dwarf cleric, a hill dwarf cleric from the island of Minturin. He was a member of a company of mercenaries on Minturin uh, and was actually relieved from his duty for following his conscience in the face of many of his fellow mercenaries who were abusing their power at the expense of the local people. Uh, it was, if you will, an honorable discharge. He still is accorded, the, or I am still accorded the rank and the privilege of being a member of that company. but since Sergeant, then, right? That's right, Sergeant. Right. But since then, I don't feel a particular allegiance to them and have become increasingly devoted to my deity. Uh, my deity happens to be the god uh, Marth, and I could be pronouncing this wrong, but I believe it is Marthamor Duin, who is the dwarf god of wanderers, travelers, and outcasts. Um, I have become increasingly devoted to him, uh, focusing on my religious quest, but one of my flaws, which I understand we're comfortable kind of sharing our goals and flaws at this point, uh, is that I wonder whether the gods actually care about mortal affairs at all. So I'm a cleric who's trying very hard to be devoted, but has my doubts about uh, about the deities. Um, generally, I'm respectful, politeful, but a bit insecure. Uh, <clears throat> I, I tend to wait for others to act. I think part of the reason for that is that I have three cousins uh, the Rock Seers, uh, Gundren, Tharden, and Nundren, Nundro Rock Seekers. Rock Seekers, yeah. Who are, um, I wouldn't go so far as to say that they are famed adventurers, but they are very well respected, known, and admired among my people and their local people. And uh, one of my goals in 
stepping out on my own is to try to kind of live up to their name. They're close cousins and friends, but I don't feel like I'm as accomplished as they are, they are and I would like to be. Um, <clears throat> lastly, I will mention that um, I understand I have a side quest, if you will, or kind of a personal goal, which is that I've heard that someone in the town of uh, Fandalen, and I have his name, but is looking for people of principle to help rid the town of some bullies um, or thugs who are in some way oppressing the people of the town. I don't know a lot of detail at this point, but they're uh, called the Red Brands. They're throwing their weight around in Fandalen, and so if I happen to end up in that town as part of our journeys, um, I will try to contact Darren Edermath and see if I might be able to help. So if this party runs along any good people along the way, you'll give them their names? If I run along any good people? <laughs> absolutely. So, absolutely. And just so you Take know, names, yeah. my, uh, my alignment is neutral good. Um, cool. I have a background as a soldier, even though I'm a cleric, um, so I'm fairly trained in fighting. Good. And hope my spells work. I'm sure they will. <laughs> JJ. Ferris Dustbringer here. Chaotic, good, high elf, Ferris. extraordinaire. This is Ferris's day out. What's that? Ferris's day out. Actually, it's more Ferris, like, uh, iron. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I was going to say, I don't remember Ferris being absent nine times, but. No. It's <laughs> because he wasn't absent, Mrs. Bueller. He was skipping school. That's <laughs> <laughs> showing your age. I am a polysyllabic <laughs> know it all. That's right. I can't do that. <laughs> I can do it better than you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am in town to try to um, reconsecrate the defiled altar of Ogma. The Kragma clan has rededicated to Maglubiat, the vile goblin god. Ew. I need to make that right with the world. Ogma, you should. my patron is the god of knowledge. And he imparts said knowledge to me. So if any of you have questions, please do come to me. These gods have really long names. Agma. Agma uh, is too <laughs> syllable, man. Names. That is polysyllable. Like more than just Agma, isn't it? What, Maglubiat? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I had, what was <laughs> it? Was just like, I have Martha Mord... Martha Moore doing. <laughs> At least, I mean, we're going to Balistan. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, if we were even, you know, if we had followers, they would be on Twitter right now saying, you pronounced that wrong, yes. Dinglebutt. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and we'll get there sooner or later. <laughs> we'll get a Twitter feed going on the projector, maybe a chat room or something. I like it. Somebody if, else will have to figure someone is listening that out. to this from the beginning, I'm going to say now that I'm going to pronounce a lot of things wrong. <laughs> Disclaimer. That's going to happen every time. Yes, I I would also point out my name is Mike, and I will do a lot of bad things. Uh. (laughs) Go ahead, Mickey. So for this adventure, I will be playing Bree Greenbottle. Hey, everyone kept the same names. Bree is a halfling, and she is out on this adventure seeking glory. A little bit on Bree. So it's not typical to see a halfling away from... From her family, she kind of comes from, she's an only child. Her parents had her later on in life. Um, they prayed to the god Yondala to be able to conceive her. So she's kind of grown up very, very sheltered and protected because her parents were glad to have her and were afraid of her ever getting into harm. So that caused her to kind of break out on her own. She came to the town of Fendalen kind of um, seeking wealth and glory but um, she kind of went in with the wrong crowd. She got a, a gang. She joined a gang called the Red Brands, and she found out that one of her fellow Red Brands tried to have her killed. You like that, right? Typical That's, girl gone bad. He just saw my face go. Ooh. He said, "Run-ins with Red Brands." <laughs> the people he's trying to take out. Yeah. And a wizard. She knows that a wizard tried to have her basically terminated, so she had to flee. <laughs> Um, with just the clothes on her back and whatever she could put in her little sack. And, you know, she's she's sworn vengeance. And she knows that um, there's this someone called Halia Thornton who's in town who also has it out for the Red Brand. So her, her goal is to join up with her to see if she could take down those who have wronged her. Her alignment is neutral. So she's a feisty little halfling. Who grew up under the thumb of her parents, telling them she couldn't do certain things. So now she's always trying to prove everyone wrong. 
you have bucked your yoke. Yes. And Bree and Thor will be fighting against the Red Brands, I think, at some point during this adventure. Yeah. That'll be interesting. <laughs> so awesome. I want and that's to... all of us. Yep. Yeah, I want to take, um, take a few seconds to go, go over... Remember, because we had started last week, you're, you're, we're restarting. So anything you had marked off or equipment or anything, spells, what have you, make sure you get back to zero. We're back to the beginning again. Right. Um, and we're going to uh, now take the, the bits from the beginning of the adventure. And we will use the adventure hook that is in the book. By the way, as far as pronunciation goes, the adventure book here um, actually points out the correct pronunciation, and it is Fan-Dolin. So Fan is the, the emphasis is on Fan, but it is Fan, and then it's D-U-H-L-I-N is the three syllables. So Fandolin. Fandolin, yes. Fandolin. Fandolin. Since they go uh, so far as to actually spell it out, I'll say it. We're talking about pronunciation. Okay. Fandolin. All right, so the characters are in the city of Neverwinter, when their dwarf patron and friend, Gundren Rockseeker, who is, uh, was that a cousin of Thor? That's right. Okay. Cousin and good friend. Um, and he hires you to escort a wagon to Fandolin. Gundren has gone ahead with a warrior, Sildar Hallwinter, to attend to business in the town while the characters follow with the supplies. The characters will be paid ten gold pieces each. You will be rich Ooh. beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> By the owner of Barthen's Provisions and Fandolin, when they deliver the wagon safely to that trading post. So, you have been. Uh, now I'm going to read the actual flavor text, the uh, narrative from the beginning, the part one. In the city of Neverwinter, a dwarf named Gundren Rockseeker asks you to bring a wagon load of provisions to the rough and tumble settlement of Fandolin, a couple of days' travel southeast of the city. Gundren was clearly excited and more than a little secretive about his reasons for the trip, saying only that he and his brothers had found something big. He probably did a little dwarven air quotes at the time, too. Um, and he'd pay you ten gold pieces each for escorting his supplies safely to Barthen's Provisions, which is a trading post in Fandolin. He then set out ahead of you on horse, along with a warrior escort named Sildar Hallwinter, claiming he needed to arrive early to again... Take care of business. More air quotes. You spent the last few days following the high road south from Neverwinter, and you've just recently veered east along the Tribor Trail. You've encountered no trouble so far, but this territory can be dangerous. Bandits and outlaws have been known to lurk along the trail. So at this point, we need to know the marching order. So who's going to be out front? Uh, they, because you're, you have a wagon. Anybody can drive the wagon. No particular skill is needed. There are two oxen that pull the wagon. And if no one is holding the reins, they just come to a stop. Um, But one or two people can be riding it. And the rest of the characters would be walking alongside, behind, or up front. I would be happy to drive this wagon. So I think I would do a great job. Walter Moss. Sir Walter Moss. We'll grab the reins and, and steer the oxen forward. I shall be driving shotgun. Okay, there are no shotguns, but you could probably sit on the passenger seat. Exactly. Lazy wizard. <laughs> I will be happy. Lazy wizard. I'll be happy to walk slightly in front and to the left side of the wagon. In front and to the left. In front and to the left. Let's I bring the halfling in, in the rear of the, the right. No, she <laughs> has a chip on her shoulder yeah. and something to prove. She wouldn't be behind it. She'd be in front. Just uh, stay away from the oxen. Uh, I need to... <laughs> Yeah, right down the thing. I don't want to run over a, a little halfling with uh, Sir Walter. Just drive your axe, and I'll stay away. Have you don't ever run over a it. big halfling? Oh, wow. I watched that one time. <laughs> this one time in oxen camp. This um, one time. Yeah. Uh, so now that we've established that, um, you've been on the Tribor Trail for about a half a day. As you come around a bend, you spot two dead horses brawled about 50 feet ahead of you, blocking the path. Each has several black feathered arrows sticking out of it. The woods press close to the trail here, with a steep embankment and dense thickets on either side. 
What do you do? That's my dungeon world. What do you do? What do you do? Sir, sir, I think you should stop the wagon. All right. I pull back on the reins and, and stop the, the, the oxen. What's, what sound do oxen make? I was going to go there, but they don't. They, they, no, they don't whinny. They, they probably go. <laughs> <laughs> so the oxen go. Um, and, and the half a mile an hour they were moving uh-huh. comes to a sudden stop. I guess I'll, I'll hop down. And uh, and we have two out in front of the wagon. Yeah. Um, as a, She would kind of um, start scouting, seeing if she could figure out what was going on. With those oxen over there, kind of making her way. Yeah, sorry, the horse, the oxen has stopped. The oxen just went. Mm. The oxen just went stop. She'd look up. What's going on? I would hear from Sir Walter. I believe there's something over there with (laughs) arrows sticking out of it. They don't have pecan pie. They don't have pecan pie. (laughs) Um, She would start trying to scout and figure out what's going on with those horses. Like kind of what caused them to die. And while, while she's moving towards the oxen, I'd like to take a general the horses. Towards the horses. Or, so, I'm sorry, towards the, from the oxen towards the horses. I'd like to take a general scan of the area and see if I notice anything unusual. Okay. I will stand on top of the carriage and maintain my higher advantage points like to scan the horizon. She would um, give the wizard a contemptuous look. Was uh, Sir Moss uh, leaping from the wagon heading toward the horses? Well, he's going to like get down in a way that he will not get hurt. Okay. But uh, at, at the same time, <laughs> this is Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Sarah has weak yes, angles. Yes, he is heading, walking toward yeah. the well, horses to investigate. So you're getting out of a wagon. What's your acrobatic skill? I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Does Sir Walter have a page with him or a uh, pool boy? <laughs> no, uh, they, they all got killed in the uh, volcanic eruption. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So uh, uh, maybe if I earn a bunch of money in uh, Fendolin, as I say. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to have any idea of the place you're talking about. Do you think that with 10 gold pieces you could buy a boy? <laughs> um, we're going to have to check around. I don't know what the rate for... Uh, What's the going for, rate? <laughs> I'll tell boy. you, if it's in this book, I'll be freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it isn't. We'll see. We're going to have so to check you, that player's handbook. Yeah, as you get close to the horses, you see the saddlebags have been looted, and nearby lies an empty leather map case. I guess I'll do the uh, the old thing that's in movies where I pick up the empty map case and I turn it over and nothing is in there and I shake it a little bit. Okay. Um, what do you need to roll for the? No. Uh, all right. So yes, you do constitution. <laughs> Defy danger. Constitution. Um, all right. So it is empty, and you're checking out the horses. So has definitely no, died from definitely the died. Of arrows so as soon as like she she sees yeah. that the horses have died from arrows, she kind of like. Stops, looks around, looks over to like the sides of the roads to figure out. <laughs> you might be surprised where this time. All right, these. what I need is a passive wisdom score from. I guess we'll do it from everybody. Uh, I'll go around and start this side. Uh, what is uh, Sir Moss's? Sir passive? Moss has a passive wisdom of thirteen. Okay, Thor. Passive wisdom perception sixteen plus three modifier. Ah, 13. <laughs> 16 minus 3, already yeah. printed uh, 13. I think they're all the same. I have a 13, Maybe. she has a 10. <gasps> I have a 10. Oh. Yeah, all yeah, right. she's... So... Whatever. <laughs> um, what we're going to do is uh, roll initiative. Do you want to keep track of it this time? I have no idea where I put the cards, Mike, so you'll have to oh. forgive me. Um, I threw them somewhere. I guess next time. All right. But somebody will need to keep track of it this time. I got you, babe. You got it? <laughs> Thor. That's great. Just don't. Mightily aggressive fighter cleric that he is, is a 7 minus 1 for a 6. Nice. And the noble Walter Moss Ooh. follows that up mightily with a 3. <laughs> <laughs> Noble is a noble. All right. And if you would, write down for me, um, JJ, write a... uh, I have to see the number here. Um, So this is 11. All right. What did she get? She got a 22. 
22. Outstanding. That is good. Okay, so. She can't see him coming, but she is ready. As, yeah, <laughs> she's prepared. Um, it's like the force. She gets it. She senses it coming ahead of time, but she doesn't really. She's just ready for it. Uh, all right, so we have those down. And so what happens is bursting out of the woods, on one on either side, is a goblin wielding a, a, a short sword and a shield. Um, they're they're uh, uh, also wearing leather armor, and I actually found they, they had a picture in here of the goblins, and um, I had said they're little green guys, but uh, according to this, it looks like they're tan or brown. So these little goblins burst out of the, the woods on both sides, and um, while the one with the, the sword and the shield are, are jumping out from the hedges on either side, also from behind them, a couple of arrows come flying out. From, from behind as well. And the people who had gone up to the uh, the horses are going to have arrows shot at them. Let me uh, get back to their stat block Die. here. I will holler out my my thing. Of, Don't hit me. Of, uh, oh, crap. Oh, crap. That's a special. All right. So, Sir Walter Moss, a... Uh, I kind of have the short bow here. Plus four to hit 22. Yes, I believe that will, will hit. We're going to roll here. Your damage is three piercing damage. Ouch. And the other arrow, I believe in uh, 19, is going to hit her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll make a, whoop, make a note there that she will take six piercing damage. Ooh. And um, the other two that charged out, so the arrows fly over their heads, and the two that charged out, um, they just start swiping at you guys with their swords as well. So a 16 misses misses you. A ah, That's going to miss. A 7 will miss um, Bree. So they got the surprise on you. They were hidden well in the woods, and they just they leapt out from the woods. And... Um, uh, like I said, technically, they got the surprise round. So now we're going to jump into initiative. However, what happened, just a, a quick recap since um, Mickey just came back in. The, the, um, the goblins burst out from either side uh, of the road. There was a goblin with a sword and a shield that jumped out on, from either side. So two there, plus from over their heads, a couple of arrows came flying in. Uh, both Bree and Sir Moss were hit by arrows. You got However, they, they fended off the sword blows from the other two goblins. Rude. And now we're going to refer to the initiative keeper on where we're starting with the first official round. Bree. So at this point, we've got Bree and Sir Moss at the horses, and they are currently engaged each with a goblin. And there are clearly at least two other goblins in the woods where the arrows came from. So Bree would take aim at the closest goblin to her. That would be the one in front of her. The one right in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> as she strikes. And, and do what? Is going to pitifully miss. Well, I, I don't I know. Keep on this page here. What is this? I'll read this again. Now in fifth edition. 11. While yeah. she's looking, um, yeah. there isn't anything for range attacks when they're right on top of you? I don't believe there's an attack of opportunity, is there? All right, let's take a quick look at that. Uh, what are you using, your bow? Well, if they're right in front of me, I would use my short sword. Okay, so you're going to use right. your sword. But, yeah, somebody take a quick look at that. So um, my short sword, that's 11 to hit. Mm. And okay. I guess since that, they're right in front of me, do I have that advantage? Would that would miss. The, he's right in front of you, but I believe the way your advantage piece works is you have to have another ally right there as well. Mm. And he's over with another goblin. So he, he is over. I'm with. there, but I'm not there. there right. so he's the way, distracted. I think it was they have to be paying attention, uh, nodding. Yeah, they have to be towards another right. enemy. Yeah. Um, so the way I kind of figure it, or the way I see it in my head is, you know, she, she just got hit. An arrow, so she kind of would flinch away, mm -hmm. bring out her little short sword, and try to slash or pierce. Or yeah. obviously, she missed, but she yeah. would like try to roll away. Roll away. Yeah. So now, what about out of moving reach. away from me uh, melee range? Does that provoke, or do you have to take the disengage action? She would have to take the disengage action instead of um, attacking. 
Okay. So I, would um, have to, I wouldn't be able so to attack. So ranged attacks in close combat are at disadvantage. They okay. don't provoke. Okay. Um, so moving out of range, um, she is not able to do if she attacked. Not safely, right? Not without getting an True. attack. Okay. She, yeah, she, she would have to not attack in order okay. to disengage. So, so if she gets hit, I would kind of see her roll away and just... Because she's a little bitty girl. Little bitty she's not going to hang out trying to... Why not? Hand to hand, she's, she's, she hasn't developed she's, the proper. Well, I mean, she's got your self-preservation. You're in a gully, so you can try to move around him yeah. to get to um, a wall. I could so see her doing that, trying to get not, like behind I, a bush I don't know or if a I'd wall. I'd say gully, but now that you've said it, okay. Like she would want to be behind narrow, some sort of cover to narrowing use her. the path, well, right? It, no, it's a path, and it's been more wide open. And the place that you just went to, the trees are closer to both sides. Oh, okay. I thought we were going but to a, a gully. A little bit of a gully is fine too. It doesn't say it can't be. Well, you can do probably do some kind of little like circle strafe thing around him, uh-huh. and get closer to the the trees, mm-hmm. which would give you an opportunity next time to maybe get away. That's exactly what, like she would try to like just roll away and try to get behind a tree so she could use her short bow. So because we're learning the system and we're new players, um, I would have no problem with saying you didn't attack that you chose mm-hmm. to disengage instead. And what does disengage do? Let's make uh, sure you we allows get it you right. to escape uh, without booking yeah. attack opportunity. But it is the full action. It is a full action. Okay. That's what she would do. So you would move towards the woods, towards where the other one is, or just farther down the path? or Try to get some cover. So I'm sure there's bushes, not just trees. There are two horses as well, but there's a goblin right there as well. No, away from the goblin. I just try to hit her. All right, so you're going to head towards the tree At this point, she doesn't know how many goblins there are, correct? She's little, but I don't think she can hide behind a fallen horse. (laughs) Depends. Um, so you're going to head toward the tree line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's next up? That would be me. Go for it, Ferris. Um, d- from my vantage point, I happen to see where the goblin or the goblin arrows originated. You can see a couple of goblins hiding behind some hedges that um, are more, more like more than likely the ones that shot the arrows. One on either side of the path. All right. I will attempt to. Um, does anyone have an extra writing implement? Yeah. Well, not one you're using. Though. I'll get another one out. Oh, okay. I'll I will attempt it. to use Ray of Frost on one okay. of the Goblin's shooting errors, okay. my com- comrades. And we're going to do this as kind of, kind of like really how I did it last time. Um, they're going to be Goblins on the right side and on the left side. So I'll shoot on the right. Okay. And into the woods. So uh, for number's sake, we're going to call that number two. Who does that work for? <laughs> uh, that is a 18 to hit. That will hit. And the damage. Oh, no. One damage. All right. You don't have any plus? Oh, uh, I, sorry. It's, it's uh, plus three. So three. Uh, four. Plus two. Plus two. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you get the plus from? The number Real-time math is hard. You, you uh, intelligence. Threw, I mean, don't you always add it? You, you threw a, uh, three ice cubes at the goblin, yeah? I threw a couple ice cubes, exactly. Okay. So we, got, we have three. Um, and that's on, that's on number two. So um, for those who were watching, the, um, your, your wizard Ferris stood up in the wagon, or was standing up in the wagon, and... Uh, and pointed his finger or whatever he does point for a ray of frost over towards the side, and you see a goblin yelp. You hear a goblin yelp, and you see one in the in the bushes over on that side. And correction, just one point of damage. One point of damage. Who's next? Let's call this ray of frost right here. This beautiful picture of that might be magic missile. That is magic missile. Oh, oh yeah, three. You're right. Uh, three. My bad. This would be rays of frost. <laughs> Raisin. <laughs> maybe a third level. I don't know. Maybe. So who's up next? He is. I think that it's Thor be that would be is up Thor. next. No, goblins. Goblins go next. All right. Um, so what does it take for a goblin to chase you? They have a speed of 30. What's your speed? 25, I believe. Okay. Um, well, then we're going to say that that goblin that swung at you chases you. Bastard. So he's going he's gonna to run up on you and swing his sword's at your back. Um, actually, I mean, it's easier to say scimitar, and that's what he has. So, um, 
Uh, let's see, that'd be 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that would be, ooh, 7 slashing. You kill oh. me. So, wow. yeah, it's taking a different turn the, from last time. The halfling is did down. You, did you say neg- all right, it does I'm not at negative, negative 13? It's minus 13, so she's at. Yeah, from the original. Yeah. Like, you're not at negative I'm 13. I'm not at negative 13. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> she's beyond dead. Okay, so, yeah, the goblin just, just runs at you, leaps at you, and slashes uh, uh, at you while you're running away. And uh, he managed to get a, a very nice shot. You're unconscious? Mm-hmm. Your oh halfling God. is now We're going to uncon- like wow. on the floor. Yeah. Sounds like you need a cleric. Bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Profusely. So that was goblin number one, again, for the sake of numbers. Um, and now the one that just got hit with the ray of frost is going to shoot an arrow back at the wizard Ferris. And a 15 to hit. Nope. Shield. Right. Oh, you use a the shield then. Okay. So the arrow just bounces off of the uh, shield. I assume it was going to hit you before the shield. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, so the arrow will bounce off the shield and ricochet off to the side. You can shield me, freaking wizard. Um, <laughs> uh, but wizards are selfish, though. They are. Yeah. Selfish pricks. Uh, and then number three, which is with Sir Walter Moss, is going to swing his scimitar at him. A six to hit will not hit. No. Nah, and then from the woods, the other one shoots another arrow at you as well because you're still his prime target. Oh my, what Ooh. does a 20 do? Max damage. No, not max damage. You roll the damage dice twice. Damage twice. Now, the modifier to the damage, is that added twice or just uh, once? I believe it is, but I'll, I'll double check for you. he has a d6 plus Can two. Can we check the rules, please? All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make the rolls. I got a one and a four. So we start with five. Now, he's either going to get Two more or four more, depending on if I add the plus two twice. So he's you either going to once. die mm-hmm. or he's or going he's to be injured. By the skin <laughs> Is that of the difference? Teeth? Pretty much. Right. You, I think you roll twice and, and then add the modifier. Okay. What page do you see that on? Bottom page 12, I think. Bottom yep. of 12. JJ can correct me if I'm wrong. We'll right. go with that. Yeah, it's good to have that. So it's going to be a total of seven points. Wow. Right. Yeah. Uh, so these goblins wow. came to do business. Um, These guys are not messing around, folks. No. Uh, so I think, I think maybe what happened here was that the guy in front of you with the scimitar saw, saw his buddy behind getting a nice bead right on, the, right on your back, and he ducked, so he didn't get a good swing in with the scimitar, and that arrow maybe hit you right between the shoulder blades. Yep. Sure did. Um, who's up after the goblins? Uh, Kurt. So is there anybody left? So uh, Thor, Stormstriker, is up. I, in case you needed to know, I am bloodied. <laughs> bloodied. Well, you bloodied. Fourth I'm on the fourth edition. Yeah. You are bloodied in fourth edition. Yeah. And uh, our lovely and illustrious Bree the Halfling is unconscious, and it's going to have to start making death saves yeah, on her next round. That's there. So Thor, our young, inexperienced cleric, is trying to decide what he what should do. do. What do I do? What and do I, I think do? he is going to attack... Well, think and about it. Back Bru- when you were in the, in the army, a sergeant, uh, who would you have i, I got to get rid of the threat yeah. and let her take her chances on recovering. Okay. And then when things get desperate, I will come running to her side if need be. So I'm talking to her in her unconscious state and saying, <laughs> I will be there in your hour of need, Bree, with all of the healing spells that I can conjure. But right now, I want to kick some goblin ass with oh, a war hammer. Yeah. Can, can I plead for... Poor Walter Moss. Hold on. Is who, he unconscious? <laughs> no. Then but, you can. Go however, <laughs> now that she is down, now Walter has two guys with swords and a guy shooting an arrow at him. <laughs> so he's going to have to hopefully get missed by three attacks next time with two hit points left. That is true. And wow, a cleric hates to use spells early, this early in the day. <laughs> but day. he is considering it. He hasn't even had his bagel yet. He, he hasn't, like, he hasn't oh, even had his man. first pint uh, of dwarven I ale. I want a bagel now, thanks. <laughs> oh, you have right, three. So what is Thor's decision? Two points. Wow. Uh, Thor is going to come to the aid of his... New friend and soon-to-be wealthy patron, Sir Walter Moss. I, I like that. I like that reason. Uh, he's going to rush in with his 25 speed and get as close to Sir Walter as he can. Yeah. And I believe that on this turn, he is going to swing, muster all of his strength and heave a mighty swing with his war hammer mm-hmm. at the... 
So Does you, Sir Walter have a preference as to which I attack? <laughs> I would think you would attack the one that just put her down. Because I have the other one standing pretty much right in front of me. Yeah. And that's exactly what Thor does. All right. Yes. That looks good. That is uh, 21. 21. Very so nice. close. <laughs> yeah, right. oh. yeah. The goblin throws up a shield. <laughs> no. Um, yes, that hits. Go ahead. Excellent. So that Give is. Some damage. So what we're looking at here is um, number one. Goblin number one. Goblin number one. Yes. So I am going to roll. Oh, oh. 1d8 plus two bludgeoning. I rolled a one for a total of three bludgeoning damage. Nice. Thor. Thor, Thor. He was yep. so worried. He was so worked up, the adrenaline surged through him. Yes. And he, he choked. just choked. I, I think maybe, is it two-handed Warhammer? Or is it one? Uh, I believe it's two. But right. So maybe you realize as you're swinging with all your might that if you follow through, you're going to hit Bree, who's on the ground right there. And you just you, you pull up at the last second. And, and maybe you just don't get the full amount of damage. Three damage is better than no damage. Yes, it is. Um. So who is up after Thor? If he's done, it's got to be me, because right. I had a nice three on my initiative. Well, Sir Moss, uh, right. you, you so. are, uh, again, just for the number's sake, number three is the one that's uh, got the sword in front of you. Yep. And then number four is the one off in the woods shooting the arrows. All right. I'm going to have to go after three. Okay. Because I don't think I'm going to get away from him. Okay. Um, so we're going to take the my family heirloom, the the great axe, and we are going to, to rain down that great axe right on that fool's head. I think you can do it. Bring the rain. Yes. Okay. That's a 23, or 22, yes. Oh, uh, 23 would have hit. Uh. <laughs> Fortunately, it's just 22. Are you going to roll the actual dice? There you go. Uh, yes, and we're actually going to roll the correct dice this week, uh, yes. which is a 1d12 12. plus 3, and we're going to hopefully yeah. roll higher than a 1. All those D12, six. All those D12 six plus manufacturers three love D&D because they're the only ones who use the one. <laughs> All right, so we what got you got? A, a whopping nine slashing. So okay. I, I think you killed him. Bring well it down played, well with played, authority right on his head. All right, so if you're bringing it down with authority on his head, he now has two half heads instead of one whole head. Very nice. Um, and unfortunately, you got a little bit of goblin guts on you. Oh, God. Sorry. I'm going that, to have to take pretty, care of that. Like I um, love goblin right guts away. in the morning. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a pretty Sir massive, Moss a massive is swing. Very much a germaphobe, and he does not like that. Uh, but he, he's got too many things to worry about right now, and he's going to, after he kills that guy, yep. duck into the woods toward Goblin Four, okay, and hopefully get behind a tree, have some kind of a tree between him and Goblin Four, but without not, he doesn't want his like. His butt showing around there, so so he's gonna so shoot looking, his butt off. You're looking to get a three quarter to full cover, whatever the the terminology. I, I, I would is take there. either uh, the half to three quarter. Yeah, okay. I'm not building a wall in there, but so uh, I think we'll what be is all your right. speed? Um, I think I have a speed of thirty. All right. Yes, you have plenty. I'll say as, as long as you've got at least twenty or so, you can get to the edge of the road. Um, and, and since you really don't have to pull your axe out of the goblin, it's kind of a nice slice right through. Uh, you've got the momentum. It Head does save off to some the time side. to yeah, really definitely. annihilate the target. It's nice when you cleave him in half. Uh, def- and I'm going to throw down a, a kill on my kill counter, which will be the first kill of the nice. notch on his axe. So well the, during the run uh, over to the side to get behind some trees, you notice that the, the – Goblin's brains smell pretty nasty. Yeah. And it's just... <laughs> I'm going to have to really break out the wet wipes later. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Bree needs to roll herself a death saving throw. All right. What, t- tell us what is that. Explain that. that. What, what a death saving throw that? is not tied to any modifier. It is just a d20. A success is 10 or higher. 16. Yes. Success. All right. You have one Mark success. One success. success. two more to stabilize. They're right here. Thank you. Right. For those listening, there are actually there's a little box like where bubbles. you put in your little. Oh, what a beautiful starter set! That's Happy little bubble nice. right on the pre-gen sheet. They, they like give it. you the opportunity to succeed and the opportunity to die. <laughs> beautiful, isn't it's that nice. life? Thor is not going to let you die. <laughs> Thor, I'm counting on you. So, like, in, right, you, so hear, you hear a little wee. <laughs> 
starting to, I'm starting to think that they're bond over the red, the, the red, red brands. I, mean, I think Thor may have a little thing for Brie. You never know. Why not? <laughs> He's a dwarf. He only has a little thing. <laughs> oh. At least they're the same size. There you go. All right, All right. So, uh, it is now Ferris's turn. And, All right, um, Ferris. So the, the the one that you already hit is the one I already there. hit. He's um, still good to go. I'm as going is to... the one that's near her that he just hit with the hammer and. The other the other archer on the on the left side, uh, where Sir Walter is just approached. I am actually going to use magic missile on the one hovering over her to try to okay. remove the threat. Okay. So first missile. Two damage. Okay. Is it still alive? Yes. <laughs> Five damage. Five for the second one. Okay. It is no longer alive. Uh, and then the one I hit with Ray of Frost. How, how three many? more damage. You get three. You get three. Outstanding. Um, can you, just for my sake and for those listening, what, read Magic Missile? Sure. Because I was not familiar that you were uh, aware that you were going to get three. Um, you create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice within range that you can see. A dart deals one die four plus one force damage to his target. The dart strikes all unerringly and simultaneously. And you can direct them to hit one creature or several. Nice. Very and nice. what is the range on it? 120 feet. Plenty of range. Good. Um, so just to right. clarify, yeah. did, did you do two magic missiles and a ray of frost or just the three magic missiles? Three magic missiles. Okay, cool. It's just one of the guys. He had shot the ray, of with the ray of frost. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so uh, all three go out simultaneously, right? And um, you're directing them. Uh, the two of them hit that one. <laughs> There's the picture. Yeah. <laughs> magic uh, missile. The two hit that one. Um, and, the, you know, the, the concussive force of it just knock him off his feet. He lands on the ground. And the one that you hit with the Ray of Frost, the dart just flies through the woods, uh, through the hedge, and, and hits him directly. Um, he's still alive, uh, and he is knocking another arrow in his bow, who is up after Ferris. Obscene gesture. Obscene gesture. All right. Uh, do you have another action? Goblins are up. Goblins are up next. Goblins are up next. Okay. Uh, so we have the two that have bows, and uh, one of them, after having been shot a couple times with the Ray of Frost and now uh, with the Magic Missile, it rolls a one. A one is just a miss, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. So I go from 20 to one. Outstanding. That is awesome. We're showing the full range so here. So you hit him with the Magic Missile. I mentioned he's knocking another arrow. I think maybe he misses it. The, the string flings. It hits him in the arm, and he's like, ow, ow, ow. Right. And then the other guy is going to try and take a sh- Oh, look at that. You go near 20? So uh, your cover isn't going to help on a 20, is it? No. Wow, this guy's got it out for you. Both 20s went to you. That's, that's going to put me down. So let's, you should let's put, not have made yep, fun of that's him. That's going to put me down. Four and a three plus two. That's nine. All right. So I'm at a negative seven. Oh, no. Okay. Now, who has handy or can grab the rules about how far negative can you go before? You can go negative equal to your hit point value. To your hit point value. Before okay. you die. All right. As I know in other editions and other what have you, they count constitution, but this is hit point value. Good. So, at this point, your hit points are? Negative the, seven. And your total is? Your normal total. Your, your, My normal total is 12. Okay. So, you're so not, you can go to negative yeah. 12. Yeah. All right, and here's a question. Would or could the goblins attack an unconscious player? Yes. They can, but in the starter set, there are things about that. So essentially, and, and I'll just say it because why not, um, right in the, the adventure it says, if, there's a, if there happens to be a total party wipe, then the goblins really just loot them, take them captive, and you know, they wake up and got to figure their way out. Okay. So... Um, that they handle it in that perspective. So they're not. So she's down. He's down. They're no longer threats. They're going to go after the people who are threats. And if they happen to get everybody, they're not, the starter set's not going to wipe everyone out in the first encounter. Right. Thanks. So while I think now, that I'm I have on. pretty good cover, I apparently am sticking out all over the place. <laughs> and no, no. Just no. one important place. You, yeah, your, your crotch yeah. was poke, your, your crotch was a perfect crotch. Why does spot. it have to be the crotch? Not, not. I don't have my die. I have to remember my die. Yeah, next the time die for the body part. Body yeah. part. Uh, but he takes a uh, another arrow and slumps he takes down. Takes an arrow to the knee. 
slumps down right next to the tree and then the lets out his, his other Aerosmith. battle cry of damn it, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> oh crap and damn it uh, alright so who's after the goblins that would be Thor, Thor. so at this okay. point we have two goblins there are bows. two the two archers uh, they're still in their hedges so they do still have uh, I think it's half cover mm-hmm. that they have okay in that case Thor is going to grasp his holy symbol, raise it above his head, turn his eyes to the archer closest to the party or closest to the a downed player. That would be number four. Number four. And he is going to cast Sacred Flame, a cantrip that does one, let me just confirm, but one D8 radiant damage. The target gains no benefit from cover. It succeeds. Uh, if it, it succeeds, a flame-like radiance descends on the creature within range, uh, which is sixty feet. I'm assuming I'm within sixty yes, feet. Yes, you are. Uh, and the target can try to make uh, uh, can try to succeed on a, a dexterity saving throw. Otherwise, he takes the damage. All right, let's do that. No success. I'm, I'm not going to. No. All right, so I'm <laughs> going to roll yeah. the one d8 and do seven points of damage. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you, dwarven god, whose name I cannot so- <laughs> pronounce. Baltimore Dwin. <laughs> they, they, your, your, the, the brilliance just lights up the whole area. And um, the goblin was still watching Moss, uh, Sir Moss, uh, in glee over Did his crumpled body. Yeah, he was doing yeah. a little dance. He was making goblin love, dance. getting down tonight. <laughs> um, but when that light hits him. He just goes limp and flops over on the ground. At which time Thor will look at the unconscious body of Sir Walter next to him, yeah. pulled up the finger one, <laughs> put one on the kill counter. <laughs> <laughs> and, that one doesn't count. And uh, will place his holy symbol back in his pouch. Cool. Uh, who's up after Thor? Uh, sir. Me. You skipped hey. me. No, oh, no, I'm at the top of the order. Yeah, uh, you started with your... All right, screen. so since I am slumped down against the tree, I suppose I need to do a uh, saving throw. Correct. Ten so, or better. ten or better. Come Save, on, ten or better. versus tree bark. No, no. failure. <laughs> two. Yeah, so a roll of two doesn't go well there. No. And he's filling in the entire circle. All right, now it is Mickey <laughs> rolling her death saving throw. <laughs> As his minor action or, or extra action on his last turn, Thor starts looking up healing spells. <laughs> She's writhing, and she nineteen. Nineteen. Ooh, so her her, her halfling teachings, luck. her halfling luck is kicking in. She goes, oh. her halflingicity. <laughs> All right, um, I will ray of frost the. Um, Goblin, I have had it out with since the beginning of this. He's the one. It's you and me, Goblin. He can't hit you, but you've been able to hit him. Bitch. What you got? Natural Oh, yes. Fatality. I'm not the only one that can roll. 11 damage. 11? All right, so the ray bounces off of him and goes (laughs) off to... uh, Now that... um, He was just... Putting his bow away and starting to turn to go to run, <laughs> and you froze him stiff from behind, and he falls over forward. Kick him, kick him, and shatters. Kick him and shatters. Uh, like kick Sub zero. Two kills. Sub zero. Finish, Finish him. <laughs> Two kills. Finish him. All right. So, at this point, you have all four goblins completely defeated, uh, and uh, two-player characters completely defeated. Uh, how are we going to handle <laughs> Not completely. that? Completely. So the the goblin ambush right. is over. Right. How are you? Uh, how how are the two non unconscious? <laughs> right. I would suggest to the party that we make a quick. Oh, no, you, no, no, no. Uh, I, I I go to you, Thor. Can you see about getting them up? I don't. Rub some dirt in it or something, homie. Don't do that. <laughs> can we? Since she's too. Two for zero on her checks. Can we have her make another check? And then I'll go over here and deal with uh, the pretty boy who's lying down on the ground. <laughs> I will so, attempt to use my uh, yeah. skill in medicine to help stabilize her. 
Yeah, why not? Oh. There you go. You've got so a helpful. Woohoo! Sixteen. All right. Now, Medicine. tell what us that what mean? that does. I don't know what it does either. <laughs> it's going to be a skill, right? It, it's a skill, but it doesn't yeah. cover anything in here. Huh? It'll have stabilize. But, but I assume, given past editions, she gets a plus two to yeah. my next saving throw. I guess, or she just goes to one. Or oh, do I just go to like zero I, or one I hit point? What is it, how does it work? It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't he's going me. into the PH. Going into ah. the book. Go into p- medicine. Go yeah. for it. So medicine so skill C under wisdom. So we're going we're, to yeah. we're, we're going to say at, at any rate we're going to say that that gives you your last one. My last so that's success. Going to stabilize. So that's stable. So what does stabilize mean? That's what we're going to find You're out. You're at one next. hit point. At one hit point. So you go to one hit point. So how do I get more? Do I have to do? You have I, to not buy a heal them. surge. You have to buy them. I have a to wisdom, buy them. Uh, wisdom medicine check lets you try to stabilize a dying companion or diagnose an illness. Okay. So I've stabilized. So I'm at yep. one hit point. And I will do the same uh, for Sir Walter Moss. All right. So I have a plus five to medicine. Yeah, you're much better at it than I am. Oh, an eight. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're like uh, trying to bash him up, and you slip, and you shove your <laughs> finger down into the arrow wound. <laughs> oh, well, I stopped I was, bleeding. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just going to take the arrow out. Thor, Thor cries a little bit inside. <laughs> All right. How do healing surges? Are there healing surges? Now, I, I'm, no. Yes, there's hit dice surges. I would, I would want to ask next, then, uh, again, in this edition, in the rule book we have, what are the rules around repeating a skill check? I did uh, nothing here. So there's got to be, there are typically, I shouldn't say got to be, but typically we have the rules of you can attempt a lockpick once. You can do a search once, whatever it may be. Right. Can you do medicine more than once on a I target? would doubt it. I, I would say no. I, I would doubt it too. Although, If like, we can find the actual rule. With a, a lockpick, yeah. I could see where... If you'd fail on the first try, you'd probably screw it up. Yeah, but and unless think, you kill me with your medicine thing, <laughs> which happens, I, I don't think that you could probably. There wouldn't be. I mean, you are the cleric. <laughs> it's just one of those wounds that he's never seen before, and he That's just an arrow wound. An arrow wound. Yeah, but on Sir Walter Moss, I mean, it's he's never seen that before. Uh, your your body movie. anatomy is reversed. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> very confusing. Well, if I have to, I can certainly use a spell to take care of my friend Sir Walter Moss. I do hate to use it, but uh, but I will because he's a good friend and future party member. Future black man. Current and uh, party member. <laughs> so what what I'd like to say is, unless we can find the rule otherwise, we will be doing a skill check one time when it's applicable. We'll stick with one. If we can find it more th- where it's allowed more than one time, then we'll do it. Uh, uh, and if more than one person or more than one player wants to try it, that's typically okay. I yeah. mean, uh, right. Ferris is batting one for one on I, his, I, yeah, I could his totally, healing. I could Go totally ahead. try. He is the healiest like, guy uh, uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Healiest. what are you doing over there? That's not how you bandage you that your... Yeah, but a success here just stabilizes. So that just stabilizes him right out. Or outright. So I'm Ferris, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So Ferris whoa. is now the cleric for the party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a cleric. It, See, what you had to do is you had to do a tourniquet first. Ah. You got to tourniquet uh. it first, and then you can work on the wound. Oh, so leeches wasn't the right choice. No. <laughs> no. I'm really wondering, though, how you tourniquet an arrow in the back. <laughs> Very careful. The wizard did it. Just let it go. Right. Ray of frost. <laughs> Ray of frost. Yes. Pew, pew. Apply ice to the wound. Minutia. All right, so now that we're stabilized, we can use hit dice. Right, so now uh, I'm going to go back to the adventure guide here that I have, and it talks about how the party might need to rest after the goblin ambush. Apparently that's the case this time. Yeah, I do believe it Um, is. So it says to see the rulebook for more information on short and long rests. And if we're saying that you guys are going to take a long rest, then what, what, what I need to know is how you're going about that. You have the wagon, the oxen, you've got things to take care of here. I, I mean, short can rest we, is one hour of downtime. Okay. I mean, we can use hit dice on a short rest, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a one hour downtime. I mean, I, I wouldn't think we would take a long rest, especially if uh, we have to get on after Gundren. 
uh, to save his life. They're like if we're like camping out with our oxen for eight hours, uh, they're probably just torturing the ever living crap out of that guy. So, uh, but we did just have two players down. So yeah, let's, just run, let's yeah. run some hit dice and let's see. Let's go hit dice. Let's see. Let's see what happens. So you get a d12. She gets a I get d10. A d10. Sorry. Yeah. Five sort of good. Goodish. Well, you get more than five because you get to add your what constitution? Constitution modifier to it. So seven. So I'm up to eight. I'm up to six. Killing with eight. I am good with that. Uh, how how many times can you do that? Once per oh. level. Yeah, I think as you go each you level, you get hit dice. another hit dice. Um, what I'm going to do next is because we had played this already and we kind of know that there's the hideout and what have you, I'm going to tell you guys to make a roll, which normally I would ask, uh, wait for you guys to say you're going to do something before that. Uh, essentially, though, after you've defeated the goblins and you're resting up, you're taking that one hour, uh, what I'm going to say is somebody is going to search the area. Yeah. Who's that okay. going to be? I mean, Me. I, I have an all right perception. Mm-hmm. So essentially, uh, and I'm going to read out what it says here because I don't know the words that you have on your sheets, but this is a uh, wisdom or survival check. So it's not perception. It's wisdom or survival. Why not investigation? Can, well, I think it's because you're searching yeah. an area outside. My guess is that's why they're... They're using this. That's dumb. I, yeah, I, so I would look, think that it would around be, in the woods. wouldn't be something else, but I have no... I'm willing to bet you the fighter we're not using has survival. Of course it does, <laughs> because we're not using I, it. I will, I will do my... I mean, I have a it's, plus one. It's wisdom, regardless. Yeah, I mean, he should be the man to do it. Yeah, but yes. we, can all, we can all roll. <laughs> yeah, the fighter we're not using roll. has a plus three to survive. Uh, we can all roll. I'm yeah, too pretty to roll. Deal. Yeah, last time when we did this, we... Alive Your microphone moved. Microphone. Last time when we played this, we kept one of the goblins alive and interrogated him. Yes, but this and time... that's what I was saying. You guys had some more information right. last time, and we know that part of it already because right. we've talked about it. So I'm going to cheat a little here and tell you what you're Ooh. doing. 17. Okay. I have an 18. I has a three. With my plus yeah. one survival. Like, so, I'm clomping around destroying evidence. Uh, dun, dun, dun. So who had the higher number out of you two? Uh, no, out of, out of uh, Thor and uh, Ferris. All right, so Thor. And I'm saying it that way because you guys are recuperating more. You probably looked around a bit, but he has a little bit more time, so we're going give to um, give it to Thor at this point. Uh, behind some of the thickets on the north side of the road, uh, you notice a, a trail. And it's partially hidden, not very well hidden. Apparently the goblins did it. Uh, and... It looks like that about a dozen goblin, goblins have come and gone along the trail, as well as signs of two human-sized bodies being hauled away from the ambush site. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. What's all that humming over there? It doesn't say, like, it doesn't show that they were drug or... It, it says uh, hauled away. So I'm going to say most likely dragged simply because if they were carried, you wouldn't know. There wouldn't be any signs of them being carried. Yeah, I just If they were yeah. getting shuffled away, then that would mean that they're conscious. So, I don't know. Based on the condition of the horses and U2's condition, they probably weren't conscious when they were dragged away. Human size. My, my dwarven cousin, Gundren, is a big man, or a big dwarf, so yeah. we've got to think that that's... And that was his horse there. Mm-hmm. Compared to you, everyone's big. Do you guys feel well enough to travel? I, I suppose so, but what are we going to do with this? these oxen and the supplies? I, we can't just leave it in the woods while we go. <laughs> Especially since we're getting paid. To ra- ra- railroad time again. Engineer, I'll, I'll blow the whistle here. But the party can easily steer the wagon away from the road and tie off the oxen while pursuing the goblins. Sure, uh, let's so do that. It's we'll, just that we'll, simple. We'll put it off to the side yeah. and maybe put some branches over Park it. There you go. Put some branches over the oxen. They yeah. love that. They're eating it and, and they're still like hanging hope. out. And I'll say that no where, where this has like, the out already written, written, I'm going to take it. Uh, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out 
uh, trying to figure out what we're going to do with a couple of oxen and a cart when the book tells them, just put it off to the side of the road. So we'll, we'll mark we'll it on our that. map and come back yeah. later. Yes. You can mark it down as another kill if you want. Kill one of the oxen. And then, no, uh, no. That's wasteful. Bessie. They are, they <laughs> well, are you my... you got to catch up. I are had, we going to eat them? Well, catch up I had two really yeah. great names last week, but I forget yeah. what their names were. All right. So if you guys, uh, after your short rest, uh, you're going to pull the, uh, the cart off the road, tie it up, and follow the trail. In session one, we met Sir Moss. Thor, Ferris, and Bree, and join them on their trip toward Fandolin. We leave them at the Goblin Trail and look forward to their next decisions in this part one of the D&D Starter Set. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Shedcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.